actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. Today's episode will be run a little differently. Usually I just let the call roll without giving much of any type of information in regards to the call itself. I do this mainly because I want you to feel as close to being in that dispatcher's chair with their headset right on your ear as I can. We don't know what sort of call is going to come in. It doesn't matter what the call is. It always comes as a surprise to us. Doesn't matter if it's someone calling about loud music or someone being stabbed. We'll obviously react differently to each sort of call. But since there's always this level of unknown, we don't know if we're going to have someone screaming because they're arguing with someone over a hamburger or someone else calling in because their spouse just passed out and stopped breathing. It's always up in the air. Just today, the wide variety of calls I took, at least to a non-dispatcher, would be astounding. Welcome back to another episode of Music City 911. Albuquerque, New Mexico, November 2018. Phone calls start coming into the dispatch center for a shooting that was happening at the Ben E. Keith Food and Beverage Warehouse, one of the largest distributors in the United States. One person was shot in the parking lot, two more inside. At the time, it was treated as an active shooter situation. Police didn't know if the shooter was still inside or if he'd left the building. Initially, they didn't know who the shooter was. Those initial 911 calls were not released. Police rushed to the scene and went on a search for both the suspect and the victims. The warehouse 
to give you an idea of the size of it. There's a Pepsi bottling warehouse the next street over from this location. You can imagine the size of that building. The Ben E. Keith food warehouse is easily twice as big, if not bigger. That's a lot of area to search. Police found victims, but being the location of the suspect was still unknown, they had to pull the victims to safety so that they could be medically treated and the medics could be safe to come in and pick them up and transport them to a hospital. The search continued for the suspect when another 911 call came into the dispatch center. 911 emergency. Yeah, uh, are you guys looking for an active shooter? What's that? Um, you guys are looking for an active shooter in Albuquerque? Okay. Do you have some information? Yes, this is him. You're the one who did it? Yes. Why'd you do it? What's your name? My name is Wade. And where are you at, Wade? You said your name was Wade? Yeah. I do. So where are you at right now? Can you give me the status of the people I shot? John 
You're connected with the subject. I'm sorry? You're, you're connected. This is connected? this is radio. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You can speak to the subject. Hi. Hi. This is this is John Burley. Hey, John. Hey, who's this? My name is Wade Melton. Hey, Wade. What's going on, man? I fucked up bad. Okay. Tell me about it. I was hearing voices in my head. They were telling me, um, let me put it to you this way. Since I was 15 years old, I've been hearing voices in my head. Okay. What we're hearing were so muffled and so incoherent um, that it was hard for me to understand them. From time to time, I could understand them. Okay. But I was 17 years old. Um, I ended up in a psych ward for psychosis and for schizophrenia. I was treated. I was also using methamphetamine then. Well, uh, I was treated and released. I have um, Go ahead. You can tell me, Wade. I know. I'm done. Wade. I was here. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for you, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm here for you. Also letting you know, I have a woman here in the car with me. Her name is Brianna Velasquez. Uh-huh. Um, she is a very close friend of mine. Um. The phone call disconnected there. I'm not sure how the cell phone service is out there where the suspect was, but there seemed to be some sort of problems with it at least. I'm not sure he may have hung up himself. Could have been anything. They did call the suspect back, though, but before I get into that, I want to address one thing that can be a bit minor to some, but in the dispatch world, it does need to be addressed and used universally. The difference between a subject and a suspect this dispatcher, or at least the one that was connecting the call to the officer slash negotiator on the scene, she said she has the subject on the phone. The officer at first seemed like he didn't know what she was talking about. A subject can be anyone, anyone at all. The suspect is the person suspected of committing the crime. It doesn't make him or her guilty of that crime. They're just at the time suspected of doing it. So, for example, three subjects were standing outside of a gas station when shots rang out. The suspect is described as, and you get the idea from there. Dispatchers, please, in your text and your language, start addressing these two differently. Same goes for an officer out in the field trying to describe who they thought did the crime. Suspect makes it a lot easier when you're hearing that correct word. But as I said, the suspect called back and got him on the line. This next call, it's a bit lengthy, but this is an officer with a role of being a negotiator. Talk more about that whole thing after the call. Hello? 911 emergency. Yeah, 
Yes, I'm. I'll get him. Go. I'll get him. Get him back with him. One moment. Thank you. Just stay on the line with me, okay? I did what I did. Um, was that uh, 
that were using that night manager officer who was a uh, pretty powerful psychic to try to dismantle me, bring down my mind. Did a hell of a job. And, um, and I don't know how many telepathic voices that I heard apologize to me for the direct targeting of me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many voices I heard tell me go get help before I do anything else. Um, ultimately, I felt that I had no choice in the end. That this had to come to an end and this was the only way it was going to end. Okay, but you understand it doesn't have to come to an end for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but why should I uh, so easily shoot those people and then live a life? Well, as I said, you know, people do. They work. They can work it out. And there, are, and there are people that can help you work it out in your in your mind as well. There's experts. There's there's doctors that can help you. I know there are now. I'm not a doctor, but but I know. I know that there are. I know that there are those that, that can. Yeah. I know. I could be taken in and uh, be allowed to let live for a while. Are you are you and Brianna still together? No, we're not together. No, I mean I mean physically together right now. Oh yeah, she's still with me. She's still with you. Okay. Yeah, you can talk to her if you like. Can you tell me where you guys are? No. Because I really want to. I really want to. You know, ultimately meet you face to face so I can talk to you. You know, at least give me the opportunity to talk to you face to face before you make any final decisions on anything. I'm absolutely not going to hurt anybody else. I'm not going to hurt her. Okay. Um, that, um, that makes me feel very good. I'm somewhere between going and finding you guys and putting myself in your custody or killing myself. And um, I just want to be allowed to make that decision for a minute. I understand, and you have every right to make that decision. Um, I'm just trying to help encourage you to make a decision that I think will be a benefit to you in the long run. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it, believe it or not, I mean, there, there's people that do care about you, and, there you are, know. Uh, I might as well be dead to them. And, in fact, my life will be an insult to them. And the families that I've destroyed and the lives that I've destroyed will be, uh, be constantly hating them. <laughs> but I think these people realize... <laughs> I think these real I think these people realize that you have the issues that you have and they realize it's not you know it's, no it's something it's what's that? There's no forgiveness for this, and I'm not looking for forgiveness. But I'm just saying I understand the hate they're gonna feel and that might be too much for me to live the rest of my life with. 
Uh, well, I don't think I don't think anybody I don't think anybody any of these people that are close to you are going to hate you. I don't think Brianna hates you, does she? No, and I would understand. I don't hate you. And um, I mean, here's 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 how this here's how this could probably work out. To everybody's yeah. benefit. Are you, are you are you willing to listen to me? Yeah, I'll listen. Okay. Um, nobody wants to see you get hurt. Nobody wants to see anybody else get hurt. Oh, the yeah, fact that sure. you said that you don't want to hurt Brianna, you don't want to hurt anyone else. I mean, you're already taking a step in the right direction, right there. Okay. Yeah. That says that says a lot. That says tons. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. If you can tell me where you are and you follow my directions, I can assure you, I guarantee you, your safety, Brianna's safety, everybody's safety, provided that you follow my directions, okay? And nobody's going to hurt you. And you and I will have an opportunity to talk face-to-face. I will talk with other people to get you you know, an immeasurable amount of help as well. Yeah. Are you are you open to that? No, man. I wish you guys just fucking shoot me. But that's 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 not going to solve anything. I know. I mean, that's just going to make a lot more people that much sadder. And it's, you know, the end result is not going to be a benefit to anyone else, including yourself. I'm so fucking tormented, dude. Can you tell me the status of any of those people? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, can you tell me the status of any of those people that I shot? I honestly don't know. I'm not, you know, where they are right now. I'm in a, I'm in a big, you know, RV type bus. Yeah. Talking to you right now, and I have not been anywhere near where any of that took place. I, I you know, I, I've been talking to you. I've been talking to, I was talking to your brother earlier. Um, yeah. And and your mom and. You know, I just I haven't had an opportunity to to find out any of those details at all. Yeah. Um, from from what I've been told, uh, people are stable. Somebody just passed that note to me. Oh, they're gonna live. Um, I, I again, that's all. I, the word I was given was stable. I hope they live. I, I fucking hope they live. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I don't, you know, I don't think I don't think you I don't think you wanted anybody to die. I did. did you, I did. Now I want. You did. Yeah. Now you want them to live. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. Again, you know, that's another that's another positive sign. You know, the fact that you the fact that you're you're passing these positive messages to me, I mean, that's, that says a lot, Wade. Let's take the next step, you know, in the positive.
positive direction. Are you open to that? I have these voices in my head right now telling me to bend it. And uh, they're not being so kind about the language, of course. But I don't know, man. The idea of life is in I know how to I know how to ask this, but I guess can you override those voices in your head with my voice telling you not to end it and telling you to you know work with me to try to help you. dispatch we are taught some small negotiating skills if it came down to it i'd be willing to bet that just about any dispatcher would have tried to do their best to talk to this guy and see what they could do to get the situation resolved the officer seemed to do what he could with a pretty rough situation you heard a lot going on there when they were chatting the suspect overall stretched over both calls anyway He said he had various mental problems since he was a teenager. He asked the officer about telepathy and said he wondered if telepathy had some sort of an effect on another active shooter situation in a different location. He made mention that he was hearing voices now and also he said stuff about previous use of methamphetamines. This all is a lot to process. Other than the talk of his various mental problems, The suspect seemed reasonably calm and willing to talk, at first at least. He said he was getting off the interstate to, quote, talk with you guys. 
After this call ended, police did get him back on the phone. That call wasn't released either. The suspect, 30-year-old Wade Anthony Melton, drove to a rural location north of Albuquerque, and while on the phone with officers, he killed himself. Police found him with a handgun laying beside him. The three victims of the shooting, they all survived. Originally all listed in critical condition, within days they were upgraded to stable condition and then released later. What caused the suspect to do all this? It seems there were probably a number of things. Obviously, mental illness was one. His talk of the voices in his head and no telling what over the years those voices have told him to do. They may have convinced him or flat out told him to do the shooting. No one really knows. Combine that with likely years of drug use, at least from my experience, those with mental illness, the use of drugs often compound the effects of the illness. Reports state that he spoke on various social media pages about use of hallucinogenic mushrooms and other drugs, and you heard him talk about methamphetamines. So those two things played a part, although no drugs were found in his system at the time of the shooting. There was also apparently some sort of a workplace dispute. Not really sure what that was, though no absolute motive was given. Talk of problems with employers there at the warehouse. That was talked about and could have easily been at least one of the reasons that he did this. Regardless, though, any shooting, especially a workplace shooting with multiple victims like this happens, it's a very tragic thing. Could it have been prevented? Well, that's pretty hard to say. We could talk about mental health issues and problems in America and the world until our lips fall off. It is entirely possible further mental health services could have prevented this. But each case is different and, at least now, there's no way to know if anything could have been done for this. This next incident, it'll start off in the normal fashion. Altamont Springs Police Department, you're on a required line. This is Candace. Hi, um, my I think I spoke to you regarding, uh, he just called us from um, 436 and 434, that Hungry Howie's, uh, right next to the bank. He, he wants us to order a more pizza. All right, um, so you already you spoke to someone already? The police, the police officer, no, I spoke to somebody earlier, but I'm trying to help you guys find local who's been suicidal and claiming that he's going to do some kind of felony tonight. All right, and where is he uh, located right now? From, uh, Hungry Howie on 436 and 434. He's waiting for us to order a pizza. I'm not going there, but I'm just letting you know. He, he's either hiding by the bank or... He's waiting for the pizza. Okay, I can one more. And can I give you a number? My phone's ready to die, uh, die soon, so I'll give you my son's phone number. Okay, what's your son's phone number? All right, I'm, uh, are you gonna uh, be able to reach me? Uh, reach you at that number? Yes, please. Yes. All right. I'm going to call it right now. Okay. Thank you. 
This type of call dispatchers also get from time to time. A relative calling police because one of their family members are having a breakdown or are just plain suicidal. They send messages or post things on social media, sometimes call them and tell them about what's going on. A lot of times, the suicidal person doesn't say where they're going to be at. This one, luckily, they had some information of where he was going to be at. Multiple calls in general, they were made, most stating the same type of thing. A call was placed to a different agency with some of the same info, but a little bit more detailed. Here's some audio from one agency letting the correct department know a little bit more info about what's happening. Altamont Springs, this is Bill on a recorded line. Hello, this is Jerry City Police Operator 119. Is this uh, the police department for Altamont Springs? Oh, uh, yes, it is. Uh, how you doing? So I just got a call from somebody who is in Jersey City. Um, <clears throat> they provided multiple different addresses uh, for this incident. Someone is being held at gunpoint, possibly at 491 North State Drive in Altamonte Springs, Florida, inside North? a hungry hat. Hold on. Oh, Sorry. yes. Okay. Yeah, we, we are aware, and um, that is an ongoing investigation. Officers are okay. Because all right, can I have uh, your name or operator number? My operator number is Charlie Five. Charlie Five. Okay, I have the call. So the caller said that um, this was her or his brother. Okay. And he said that he called him basically saying his goodbyes, and that the guy who had him at gunpoint took the phone, and he was saying to him. Um, he hung up the phone on him, but his brother was saying to him, he didn't use the word gunpoint, but he, he was scared, and um, it sounded like there was just one other person, uh, one gunman in there. Okay, so you're saying there was one was in gunman there. in there? Hold on one second. Yes, and I could give you his number as well. Okay, hold on. Okay, so you said that um, somebody's uh, somebody called because their brother was a hostage, right? And yes. that he was saying his goodbyes. He was calling his, his brother or sister and saying goodbye, right? It's the brother that was saying the goodbyes? Brother, yeah. So the, okay. the person who called in was uh, his sister-in-law, but his brother was also on the phone with her. They were on speaker talking to me together. Okay, both brother and sister-in-law were talking to their – they were the hostages. No. They were they were the ones they're the ones that are in Jersey City in my jurisdiction who got the call okay. from the hostage. Their brother, his. Okay, good. Okay, so. Being held hostage, and I have. Yes. Okay, and, and then when he was saying his goodbyes, the gunman took the phone and hung it up. Yes, he said that there's nothing you could do. Police are outside and hung up. Okay, and then you, um, you're going to give me the, the phone number for who? So I have his phone number as well, um, but I also have the, um, his brother and sister-in-law's phone number that they called me on to notify me of this. Okay, what's the phone number first?
and his uh, brother and sister-in-law. Their phone number is. They live here. They're in here in Jersey City. They, I left them on the line with, because um, at first they told me this was in Orlando, Florida, so I provided Orlando, Florida police with every Hungry Howie's pizza in their jurisdiction. And okay. Any other information, sir? Uh, no, no other information. That's okay. all. That's all they gave. All right, sir. We'll send that information to the police. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, bye bye. So this one was a little bit different. Yes, a lot of the same information was given, but this one, the caller, he was from a different agency and it sounded like in a different state. He was reporting that the hostage himself was made to call his family to say his goodbyes. Police were there on the scene trying to assess the situation. Then, later, another call was received. 911, do you need police, fire, or medical? Yeah, you know, I've answered the goddamn phone ring. I've been calling you. Okay, where are you, sir? I can't tell you. Yeah, down here at Hungry Howard with the hostage. Okay, where are you at? Hungry Howard, I'm a hostage in here, man. Hungry Howard? I'm not seeing the police or him more. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to people here shortly. Okay, I do not. And I'm not bitter about it. Sir, I understand that you're upset, okay, but... Man, I don't, don't talk sweet talk, man, little lady. You don't understand shit. You don't know shit, and you don't care about my situation. Then please don't pay me no bullshit. I know about the freaking police. That's the reason my goddamn arm don't work now. He's off my police, so fuck them. <laughs> y'all want to talk? This is the number. 49-year-old Neil Pittard was the caller and hostage taker. In total, there was a seven-hour standoff with Pittard. SWAT was called to the scene and ended up using flashbangs to distract the suspect. They ended up taking him into custody. The gun he was using, it turned out to be a water gun wrapped in electrical tape. I can't be completely sure, but it certainly seems like his intent was suicide by cop. I'm glad that didn't work out for him, though. He was taken to jail and charged with kidnapping and assault with a weapon, and it's currently being held without bond. That'll do it for this episode. A bit of an update. For a long while, I've been busy with a thousand different things, and some things have fallen out of priority. In the realm of this show, the show itself has always been the priority. I had dropped my merch page a while back for a variety of reasons, but have reopened one just now with various new items, all with the new logo and cheaper prices, including t-shirts that start at just $19. On top of that, you can use a discount code MC911 for an additional 10% off your purchase. I've got shirts, hoodies, leggings, cropped hoodies, V-necks, coffee mugs, phone cases, and a few more items up there. Head over to teespring.com slash MC911 to have a look. I'll have a link in the show's description. Also, be sure to share the show with anyone you think might like to listen. For Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.